Francis Joyce with Quiet Talks on the Gospel. Today is July 13, 2021. The name of this episode is It Took a Miracle. We are starting in Matthew with the genealogy. Last week was an overview, and I told you that the genealogy today would not be boring, and I trust you will find it won't be. On the blog, which is www.whatwouldajesusgirldo.com, there is a picture of Jesus holding the globe holding the world. I can count the number of times we have eaten inside a restaurant on one hand since the spring of 2020. This week, we saw a couple we knew at a restaurant after Jerry had a doctor appointment. My husband shared how the Lord had given him a miracle by saving his life, by surviving two mortar rounds in Vietnam, and again in 2020 by the early detection of pancreatic cancer. Have you had a miracle given to you? I consider it a miracle that the Lord gave me a Christian husband Thus far, 25 years, one month, and five days. He was a bachelor when we married. He puts up with me, and I have learned a lot about what it takes to be a good man while here on planet Earth. Next, there is a picture, a generic picture of a good man looking up at an angel. He was on one shoulder, and a devil is on his other shoulder. A good man can be tempted. Temptation itself is not a sin. It's giving in to the temptation that is the sin. Now, the genealogy of Jesus Christ had many miracles in it. The most well-known is his birth. As per the Apostles' Creed, he was born of the Virgin Mary. Joseph, her husband, accepted what an angel told him with regard to Mary being pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That is also a miracle. Then there's a fuzzy picture of Joseph in his shop. He was a carpenter. And uh, toddler Jesus at his feet. He has in his left hand a nail, and I'm not sure what is in the right hand that he's reaching for. It might be a hammer, but what is chilling is the shadow that is cast behind the child, behind the toddler, behind Jesus, 
is in the shape of a crow. As a toddler, and a question, what think ye? Women are in the genealogy of Jesus, and what women they were and what they did. It was not normal to find names of women in Jewish genealogies. At that time, women had no legal rights. They were not even considered a person, but a thing, a possession of either their father or husband, and at a male's beck and call to do his bidding. One scholar called this genealogy a phenomenon. One of the names of the women was Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute in Jericho. You can find that in the book of Joshua, chapter 2, 1 through 7. She was not usually frightened of men, but she did feel fear when she opened her door to two Israelites. She hid two Israel, Israelite spies from the king of Jericho, then lied about where they were. But the spies promised her if she tied a cord of scarlet thread in the window and let it down to show she and her family would be protected. She did believe the God of Israel was the true God. The scarlet cord would enable the Israelites to identify the house they were to spare when they came back to attack. Another woman in his genealogy was a Moabitist, not even Jewish. You'll find this in Ruth chapter 1 verse 4. The Israelites had a law against any Moabite could not even enter into the congregation of the Lord even to their tenth generations. Moabites were hated by the Jews. At some point, Ruth knew her decision was not choosing between families or nations. She chose and prayed to Naomi's God, Jehovah, and turned her back forever on the Moabite God, or I, rather I should say no God, Chemosh. The next woman named in the genealogy of Jesus is Tamar. You can find her in Genesis 38. She deliberately hid her identity and sold herself as a prostitute to her father-in-law. He later stated in verse 26, She is more righteous than I, inasmuch as I did not give her to my son, Sheila. If you want to read the entire story, that will make more sense to you. Judas' wife had died, and Tamar deliberately tricked him. She pretended to be a prostitute, 
She wore a veil, and prostitutes sat by the side of the road. There's a picture of Judah and Tamar. I'm not sure how to pronounce the one who drew the picture, Ayer de Gelder. It's written on the blog. Judah left his signet ring, cords, and staff with Tamar until she could be paid, and then those items would be given back to him. I want to add that Judah had also tricked Tamar, as he said he did not give his son to her to marry. The next woman in the genealogy of Jesus is Bathsheba. She was seduced by David, who then had to cover his tracks as she became pregnant. He ordered his top military man to put her husband into the heat of the battle and then pull back everyone else. Uriah was his name, and he was killed. God was not pleased. You can see that in 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 4 and 5. David then took Bathsheba to live with him as one of his wives. There's another picture of David from the palace looking down on Bathsheba bathing. That's how that whole scenario got started. These are incredible people to be in the genealogy of Jesus, are they not? And yet, here at the beginning, we see the separation of the ranks crumbling down. Two of these women were Gentiles, not Jewish. Women are named in spite of no legal rights, etc., as per the paragraph above marked with a star on phenomenon. For God so loved the world and the people in it, both women and men. And Jesus said, I did not come to call the righteous but sinners. Matthew 9.13c Thus you see in his genealogy the mixture of saint and sinner. It took a miracle. Then there's a clown picture of words surrounding genealogy. The reason Jewish people were so caught up in genealogy was simple. More than anything else, it was mandatory that their lineage be pure, pure Jewish, that is. If not, a man lost what was most important to him, his right to be called a Jew. Such a person was considered polluted. In our day, we think and see rivers and bodies of water which are polluted. The genealogy records were kept by the Sanhedrin. Herod the Great had these records destroyed to prevent his own record being called into question. 
Here's the wonderful part that Matthew was so glad to have studied. The line of Jesus Christ could be traced back to Abraham. It also showed that Jesus was the son of David. The New Testament often points this out. It was the common people who called Jesus the son of David. It was their dream. One day, a descendant of David would free them from the Romans. But they had the wrong idea, didn't they? Jesus didn't come to free them from the Romans. Jesus came to free us all from sin. Do you believe that? Do you believe the Word of God? I've used the example before. What if you were picked up for speeding and tomorrow you needed to show up in court? What would you wear? Would you stand up really straight and tall? When the gavel hits the desk, it doesn't matter what you said or didn't say. The sentence had been given. It cannot be taken back. Your punishment is written in stone, so to speak. You must comply and do what was ordered. It will be the same with God. For instance, he won't say, hmm, I think that is the person who killed John Benet Ramsey. No, he knows beyond the shadow of a doubt everything about each one of us. Are you sure that you're a Christian? If not, go to the main page of this blog. Scroll down toward the end. There's a post called How to Be Sure You Are a Christian. Click on that and it will take you from this site to a different one where you can read, take your time, go from page to page, and make a decision. It will be making a decision even if you do not choose Jesus. Because if you do not, then you are still automatically on the decision side against Him. Do you understand? If not, talk with someone you know who is a Christian or a pastor or email me with questions. God loves you and has been waiting for you to come to Him. The Lord draws you with the cords of love. Hosea 11:4. Then the last picture shows a man's hand holding cords. Maybe they're of love. They're a dark pink or red scarlet color. Each of us must confess our sins and turn away. It's an individual action. There was a person who told me years ago that the only thing a person can take to heaven is their children. That is tragically wrong. He was quoting a Christian comedian. There was another person who told me that each of us would always get a second chance to choose Jesus right before we died. 
that was also wrong. There may be deathbed conversions, but there's no guarantee. That's why the scripture says now. Scripture states, now is the time each of us must individually decide. That's in 2 Corinthians 6.2. Each child, each adult, at some point in their life, must decide, yes, I want you, Jesus. What have you decided? Then the video is this long. It took a miracle. I ran over a little long today, but thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Mind how you go. You know why? Because the Lord God Jehovah minds how you go. He knows how you go. And He knows how I go. Until next time, love and prayers, and bye.